Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Hi, I'm Alan Montesilio, in for Erica Cruz-Guevara, and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. When the town of Pajaro in Monterey County flooded last month, harvest season was ruined. The community and surrounding farmland became filled with water. This natural disaster destroyed thousands of acres of strawberry crops already in the ground, along with the livelihoods of the people who planted them. Rosalia Gonzalez is one of many undocumented farm workers who evacuated with her family. Because of the floods, they're behind on a lot of bills. Both she and her husband work in the fields. Rosalia's husband has found a new job, but she is still looking for work. And for most people in America, there's a system in place that's meant to help people who've lost their jobs, unemployment insurance. But the over one million undocumented workers in California many of whom work in industries like agriculture, construction, and food service, they're not eligible. So workers and advocates say the state should step in. It doesn't have to be that way, right? California is a major economy and we can afford to provide for everyone in those times of need. Today, the push to extend unemployment insurance to undocumented workers. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. So unemployment insurance is a federal-state partnership program. Farida Javala romero is a labor correspondent for KQED and it's administered by the state of California and every other state in the country. You know, they have their own programs. And so the way it's funded is through employer contributions, so taxes to employers. The weekly benefit amounts in California um, range from $40 to $450, depending on how much you, you earn. Per week? Per week, yes. People who don't have authorization to work in this country are barred from receiving these benefits. So it's the federal law that excludes undocumented people from getting unemployment insurance benefits, even if their employers contribute taxes on their behalf. And even though undocumented immigrants in California pay a significant amount in terms of state, local taxes and federal taxes. 
So what happens for undocumented people in California when they lose their jobs? Do they basically get nothing? It really depends. They're really at the mercy of charity by local organizations that they may be connected to. When there's disasters that happen and this very, you know, vulnerable part of our of our workforce is uh, hit with uh, job losses because of economic downturns or natural disasters. Um, they really have no access to the economic safety net that other workers have in the state. The state has an obligation to um, ensure that there's a system in place to protect um, the California workers um, that are working in so many of these essential industries. Kim Wallet is an attorney for Legal Aid at Work in San Francisco, and she's been part of the group of advocates that are pushing for these protections for undocumented workers. Uh, through her job at Legal Aid at Work, she's seen sort of the big economic impacts it can have on a family when the, the main breadwinner loses their job and they're completely left on their own. Whether it's from, you know, these climate change induced weather events, whether it's from economic downturns, a pandemic, all of these situations are leaving folks very vulnerable. And, you know, the way to fix that is to ensure that they have income to rely on in these difficult periods that will allow them to get back to work um, when when conditions change. So there is a bill that could potentially change things for undocumented workers, Senate Bill 227. So how would this bill work? This bill is proposing to offer workers who are excluded from regular unemployment insurance benefits um, to offer them $300 weekly for up to 20 weeks uh, when they are unemployed. Is it $300 no matter what your job is? Yes. At this point, that's the proposal. What's it going to take for the state to do this? Like, how much would it cost and where would the money come from? The way it would work is that it would set up a separate fund, sort of state funds, uh, for uh, giving these benefits to undocumented workers. Like we said, you know, federal money cannot go to giving these benefits out. And so what the state would do is set up a separate pot of money and in a separate program to offer them those, those benefits. Who are its biggest supporters right now? SB 227 has a very long list of supporters. Um, they include, you know, immigrant rights workers, workers, rights organizations, several groups that are part of what's called the Safety Net for All Coalition in the state. They've pushed for several years now for more protections for all residents in the state, including undocumented workers, so that uh, people in the state are not left completely on their own. So one of the workers I met, and I've spoken with several workers about this, but many of them had that experience of losing work at the beginning of the pandemic. They used to have like two or three jobs, and then, you know, they suddenly lost all of their income. Sí, mi nombre es Luis Mejía. So one of the workers that happened to was uh, Luis Mejia. He's from El Salvador, has been living and working in California for 13 years. And before that, he said he was uh, working in Florida. Llevo aproximadamente 13 años trabajando para el Carwash. 
he has two daughters and he said, you know, his job at a car wash, you know, completely closed down and he was left unemployed for months. He fell behind on his rent for several months and he said he it was such a such an awful experience that he doesn't want that to happen to anyone else and that's why he's really involved with an organization called Trabajadores Unidos Workers United in San Francisco. Sé que estamos peleando con un gigante. Y pues nosotros, los indocumentados, no los damos por vencidos. Nosotros seguimos en la lucha. And so he's been going to Sacramento to try to rally support for this bill and try to, you know, move the needle. Right now, there's no official opposition to this bill. The California Taxpayers Association was initially against it, but they withdrew once they clarified that funds would come from a separate pot of money and not the regular unemployment insurance fund. And the one-time costs for this program are projected at $356 million. Almost half of that for benefits for one year, and the rest for the state to set up the program. But just because there isn't organized opposition doesn't mean it'll be easy. What are some of the biggest hurdles to this becoming law in California? This year, the state is facing a huge budget deficit uh, that the administration projected at more than $22 billion. Last year, uh, lawmakers passed a similar bill to offer undocumented workers uh, unemployment benefits, but the governor vetoed it, uh, citing fiscal concerns. One of the concerns for the governor was the investment that the state might have to make to just create the program and pay for the you know, computer and information technology system to be able to distribute this cash assistance. And that's something that could be a bigger concern for the governor this year, given the, the budget shortfall. So if this becomes law, as you said, it would be administered by the Employment Development Department, or EDD. And there have been lots of problems with that department in the past in terms of just enormous backlogs, staffing issues, things like that. Is there concern that if passed, EDD might not be able to handle this? Well, I think what we saw at a recent um, assembly hearing uh, with a budget subcommittee was lawmakers trying to get a commitment from leadership at the EDD. They often say, where there is a will, there is a way. I'm asking if there is a will to implement this program should it be included in the budget. I don't think I could answer that right now. So Assembly Majority Leader Eloise Gomez-Reyes was very upfront with EDD Director Nancy Farias in this hearing. She wanted a straight answer on whether the agency was willing and ready to get this program going if it's approved. You are the director of EDD, and I'm asking you in your capacity, if the legislature were to include this in the budget and if the legislature and in the, the signed by the governor, if it includes these benefits for excluded workers, if this is included in the budget, is EDD prepared to put together a program that will allow these excluded workers to receive the benefits once and for all? Finally, the EDD director says like, oh, well, yes, if we had enough money and resources and whatever we need to implement it, yeah, sure, we can do that. 
thank you. Yes, so I would say that we, if we had the time, the resources, the staff, and the money, that we would be able to do it, sure, just like we've done with the federal pandemic program or another program. I mean, Farida, one through line through a lot of this is the idea that in lieu of federal help, how much should California step in? How much can the state do to help undocumented immigrants if the federal government won't? Well, you know, I think in the absence of a comprehensive immigration reform where the, you know, millions of undocumented residents in this country could get a shot at legalizing their status, um, what we've seen is that states are taking a bigger role in terms of trying to bridge these gaps. We've seen um, states like Colorado, for example, taking the lead in terms of passing uh, a permanent unemployment insurance benefit program for its undocumented workers. And so California wouldn't be the first state to offer these kinds of benefits in a more ongoing type of way to undocumented residents. I recognize the imperative of what was stated. Uh, there are a lot of people here that are not immediately eligible for assistance. Governor Newsom visited Pajaro, and he was well aware that many of the people that were most impacted by that flooding disaster were undocumented farm workers. And, you know, he said during a press conference there that um, he was proud of some of the things California has done recently for undocumented people, such as expanding its medical public health insurance programs. But basically, the governor said that the state was not doing enough. Very, very mindful of. There's not a state in America, not one state, no other state that does more for farm workers in the state of California. And we don't do enough. So... We'll see if seeing that type of disaster and the follow-up to that, if, if he will be more willing to make this a priority. Farida, thanks so much. Thank you, Ellen. That was Farida Javala Romero, a labor correspondent for KQED. This conversation was edited by Holly J. McDeed. Jalen Herdman added the music and the tape. We also got Spanish-language support from Maria Esquinka. The Bay is a production of member-supported KQED Public Radio in San Francisco. I'm Alan Montesilio, in for Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you Friday. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. 
find it wherever you listen to podcasts.